Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you to search the Scriptures with us as we investigate Jesus' favorite topic, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself the question, what precisely is the Christian Gospel or Good News? What did Jesus challenge his audience to believe as the Gospel? What did he mean by the phrase so often found on his lips, the kingdom of God. We suggest that the kingdom of God is the central phrase in the whole teaching ministry of Jesus Christ. If, perhaps, it's a vague term in your own understanding, then you owe it to yourselves to give yourself fully to a study of the term kingdom of God to ensure that you have fully grasped what Jesus meant by this critically important term. When did you last hear a preacher or evangelist invite us to repent and believe in the gospel about the kingdom of God as Jesus did with his audiences in Mark chapter 1 verses 14 and 15. We've been looking at the famous parable of the sower, or rather as it should be called, the parable about the different types of soil. We were looking at Luke 8 where Luke describes the ministry of Jesus and he brings us to that critically important episode where Jesus set about to tell us what goes on in the spiritual realm when his gospel is preached. In Luke chapter 8 and verse 10, Jesus had singled out his disciples as being the specially favored ones to whom the mysteries or secrets of the kingdom of God were being made known. But to the outsiders, those not part of the in-group, so to speak, these things were enigmas. They really could not understand what Jesus meant by the kingdom much less to grasp the full meaning of his parable about the soils or the sower. Jesus went on in Luke 8:11 to explain that the seed in this parable of the sower means the Word of God. And I've been saying that the Word of God is not just a synonym for the Bible. It means quite specifically the gospel message about the kingdom of God as Jesus and the apostles preached it. Now that's the critically important message that has to be sown in the heart of the potential believer, according to Jesus Christ in Luke 8, verse 11. Then he says in verse 12 that those by the road are those who have heard, but the devil comes and takes away the word which has been sown in their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. I've been suggesting that here we have a marvelously enlightening verse about what's going on in the spiritual realm. The devil knows full well that this message of the kingdom of God as it proceeded from the lips of Jesus is the criterion for success for Christians. Now the devil, knowing this, is ready and waiting to snatch that word away from your heart so that, as Jesus said, you may not believe it, that word, that is to say, and be saved. Luke 8, verse 12. Then he went on to say that there are some whose apprehension of the gospel is limited. Now they believe for a while, Luke 8.13 says, they receive the word with excitement, they make an apparent commitment to Jesus, and they exist as Christians for a while, but they believe only temporarily. And in time of temptation, that means testing of course, they fall away. Luke 8 verse 13, they depart from the faith, they cease to be Christians. And in verse 14, Jesus described the seed 
which fell among the thorns. Now that picture is of those who have heard the message, but as they proceed on their way as Christians, their development is stunted for three reasons. They are preoccupied with worry and riches and the pleasures of this life. And the result is, Jesus says, that they bring no fruit to maturity. Luke 8, verse 14. And then in the 15th verse, he describes the seed which falls in good soil. These are the ones who have heard the, the message, the word, the gospel, that is, in an honest and good heart, and they hold on to it tightly and bear fruit with perseverance. So now let's get to the spiritual lesson involved here. First, Jesus addressed his own circle of disciples and pointed out that they had been granted to know the secrets of the kingdom of God or the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Now, what is a mystery in the Bible? Well, this word has to do with God's great plans and purposes for the earth and for human destiny. And these are bound up with what Jesus calls God's plan, his gospel plan about the kingdom of God. That's why we've named our programs Focus on the Kingdom. That's where Jesus always focused his attention. So we should hang on every word of Jesus at this point because he's revealing the secrets of life and immortality. He first commends his own disciples because they had grasped God's divine plans connected with the kingdom of God. How about you? Could you say that you understand God's mysteries of the kingdom? Or does that term kingdom of God seem a little unclear? Well, let's go on. To the others, Jesus said, the mysteries are given in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, that's rather arresting. Those outside are not clear about the kingdom secrets. Somehow they hear words, but they don't grasp their meaning. They hear sounds, but they're not able to figure out what really is being said. The teaching of Jesus, in other words, seems to be an enigma. They have questions about what he really means by the kingdom of God. If you're in that category, press on. We don't have to remain in the dark. We can become like one of Jesus' inner circle, of whom he said, To you it is granted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God. He wanted everyone who is willing to search for the truth to find it. Obviously, Jesus is here at the heart of what it means to understand truth. So we have here in this basic parable of the sower or the soils a simple lesson that will give us a clue to what Jesus was all about. The thing that drove his whole mission was the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God, and that was the seed which he was spreading everywhere. Hoping that it was taking root in the understanding of those who heard the message, he went around all the cities of Galilee preaching that same message in order to make converts. That's what biblical evangelism is. It's the spreading of the very same message about the kingdom which Jesus himself preached. Jesus, you see, is the model evangelist. He set the pattern for all preaching of the gospel for all time until he comes back. But how well have we followed his example? How much do we hear today of preachers inviting us to repent and believe in the gospel about the kingdom of God, as Jesus did when he opened his ministry in Mark chapter 1, 14 and 15. Why don't we today begin where Jesus began? That's to say, with the very same gospel preaching as Jesus did himself. 
we have apparently neglected the very first command of Jesus, namely to announce as the gospel the good news about the kingdom. The fact is that we hear the phrase gospel of salvation, gospel of Christ, gospel of grace, and so on. But we don't hear the primary definition of the gospel, the way Jesus defined it, namely the gospel about the kingdom of God. If you want to verify that phrase, look it up in Luke 4:43, Mark 1, 14 and 15, Acts 8, verse 12, Acts 19, verse 8, Acts 28, verses 23 and 31, and many other passages. So this famous parable of the sower teaches us perhaps the most basic of all lessons, namely that Christian evangelism consists in proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, known in shorthand form as the word of God or simply the word. And that message, as Jesus preached it, is the essential seed which must take root in our hearts and minds so that the saving process may begin. Now the seed is obviously an idea, a concept, and it's an idea that we are commanded by Jesus to believe and to commit ourselves to. That's how Jesus invited us to commit ourselves to him. That's how he still invites us to join ourselves to the Christian movement and to believe in him as teacher and as Lord and as Savior. It was by believing in his message. Do you remember that Jesus said to his audience, which was not always friendly, by the way, if you do not believe Moses' writings, how will you believe my words? You'll find that in John 5, verse 47. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, Jesus said. And what does it mean to believe Jesus? Well, here it is, straight from the words of Jesus himself. If you don't believe in Moses' writings, how will you believe my words? John 5, verses 46 and 47. In John 5, 24, Jesus had said, He who hears my word, my message, and believes him who sent me, has eternal life, or the life of the coming age. That's to say, the life in the age to come of the kingdom, as that expression really ought to be translated. Do you see the wonderful lesson contained in those words of Jesus? You have to hear the word of Jesus, and that, of course, means hear and understand and respond to his message. Believing the word of Jesus is the same thing as believing the one who sent Jesus, that is, his Father. So Jesus is trying to persuade us to believe God, his Father. And how do we do this? By believing the message or word of Jesus, the Son. That makes perfect sense because Jesus was the agent of God, his Father. He spoke the very words of God, and these are the words we're supposed to believe. That's what it means to have faith, to believe God, and to believe the words of his Son and Messenger. Now you will see the obvious connection of these teachings of Jesus in John's account and the record of the parable of the sower we were reading in Luke. Jesus went to great lengths to describe what evangelism means. It means faithfully relaying the very same message as Jesus preached as the gospel. And that gospel is defined as the word or gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 13:19, and Luke reports it as simply the word of God. Mark calls it simply the Word. So God's Word, God's Word about the Kingdom, God's Gospel, God's Gospel of the Kingdom, all these are equivalent phrases, and they constitute the most precious information 
ever communicated by anyone at any time to mankind. Now let's see what typically happens when people are exposed to this gospel of the kingdom, Jesus' favorite topic. The lesson from the soils is most instructive. The first category of hearers of the message of the kingdom doesn't do well at all. This first group are compared by Jesus to a beaten down pathway beside the roadway, and the seed was trampled underfoot and gobbled up by the birds. So how well did this type of hearer do? Well, clearly their response to Jesus was a disaster from the start. No sooner had the message about the kingdom of God come to their attention that it was lost to them almost immediately. In one ear and out the other, we would say. They didn't stop long enough, really, to grasp what Jesus was saying. They had 101 more important things to do than listen to Jesus' message, which actually offered them information about how to gain immortality. What a paradox! But how true this is to our own experience. People tend to believe in everything else but the only thing which ultimately matters, their own destiny and their own ultimate future, their final destination, either to enter the kingdom of God when Jesus comes back or to be tragically destroyed in the lake of fire. The barn of the good wheat in the kingdom or the bonfire of hellfire. These were the two destinies placed before each one of us by Jesus and by John the Baptist before him. Matthew 3, verses 1 to 12. Join us again as we continue to probe these most vital questions about life and immortality as we focus on Jesus and his gospel about the kingdom of God.